From the Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen Center for Media Evangelization in Ewing, New Jersey, welcome to Come to Me with Jim Manfredonia. Stay tuned for an hour of talk, reflections, and meditations on topics that are important to today's Catholics. And now, here is your host, Jim Manfredonia. Good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, a great joy to be here with you on this lovely, lovely day, September 15th, the Feast of uh, the Seven Sorrows of Mary, and a special day for domestic church media as well. And I'll share that with you. This is kind of an anniversary, not kind of, it is an anniversary date for us. And uh, as I do on days like this, a little reminiscing, I always promised the Lord I would share the good news about how how he worked uh, in this apostolate and continues to work. And then uh, also a, a um, lovely letter that was written by um, uh, Cardinal Sarah. That's how you pronounce that. I've heard it pronounced different ways, but um, he wrote a letter to... Um, He's the prefect for the uh, Vatican's Dicastery uh, for uh, Liturgy and Sacraments. He sent a letter to the bishops around the world about the urgent need to get back to Mass and especially the Eucharist. So I want to share some of that with you because, um, you know, we're still, uh, and rightfully so, abiding by um, the restrictions that are out there, the caution and... Uh, of course, masses are being uh, celebrated publicly again, but there are limitations, and there's some you know different things that have uh, taken place, and there, the dispensation is still in place here in, in these dioceses that we serve. I know many, not many, but there are others uh, where the, the dispensation has been lifted, so the mass obligation has returned. I believe Wisconsin is one of the locations. But anyway, so I want to share some of that with you, but um, before we do any of that, we're going to pray. And if you are listening uh, on one of our domestic church media radio stations, you can also watch live a video of this program at 4.02 on this September 15th, 2020, uh, on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash domesticchurchmedia, also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. We're also streaming live video on our homepage at domesticchurchmedia.org. And of course, if you have the free Domestic Church Media mobile app, um, which I hope you do, it's free, just download it, you can watch the program on your mobile device or listen on streaming audio on your mobile device. It's all right there for you. You can also, on the mobile device, access podcasts that we have up, up there for you and uh, also archive video. So all kinds of, plus uh, a plethora of other resources, Catholic resources, that you would find very useful. So if you've not yet downloaded the free Domestic Church Media mobile app, I do encourage you to do that. But let's first pray, my brothers and sisters, as we start uh, our time together, entering now into the second half of September 2020. You know, I I think we're all going to be very happy when this year is over, aren't we? In in a sense, you know, you hate to rush through the time that God gives us, but uh, I think we're all just saying, okay, okay, when are we going to wake up from this 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 dream <laughs> and get back to normal? Uh, so let's pray for that. And a lot of prayers being raised, my friends, uh, for our country. And that's, of course, what we've been doing since the middle of the summer 
uh, praying for the United States of America. And, you know, our prayer is that our country return uh, to operate based on the founding principles of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, and that we have been uh, given by our God uh, those unalienable rights. And uh, to get back to a basic, uh, rich, Judeo-Christian um, uh, way of life, and that uh, when we go to the polling place, or however we're voting in November, um, that we vote according to God's holy will uh, to keep our country uh, in that direction, united with God, because in God we do trust. So let's pray right now for our country. And of course, so those of you who have, so many of you, thousands of you have requested this prayer that we're sending out to you free. Uh, we want to send it to you if you haven't gotten it, and we'll send you multiple copies. It's a lovely little prayer card. Uh, so let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And we pray, most holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters, Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother, in union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme, eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great treasures and resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our president and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of our country. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, the sinners, on all who are in need. Mary, Immaculate Virgin, our mother, patroness of our land, we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you. Protect us from every harm. Pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine Son, we may live and die pleasing to God. Amen. And we'll pray our prayer to St. Michael the Archangel and also the beautiful Subtum Presidium prayer, a uh, beautiful ancient prayer to Our Lady. Uh, Holy Father Pope Francis, over two years ago, asked the faithful to pray these prayers daily, every single day, to protect the Church from the attacks of the devil. We've also now added the special intention to protect the United States from the attacks of the devil because we are seeing a lot of evil out there. And uh, the battle is raging, and so we have to pray, pray fervently. So we pray, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. 
Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And uh, as always, my friends, I love our time together as we start our time together in prayer uh, and encourage you again, if you've not yet requested your free copy or copies of this beautiful little prayer card that we uh, put together on a four by six postcard, uh, the prayer that we just prayed to protect uh, uh, for the United States of America, um, you can request one or as many as you like. We're happy to send them out to you. Go to our website, uh, domesticchurchmedia.org, and up on the top, on the word prayer, just place your cursor, and a little uh, drop-down uh, menu appears. Click then on the prayer for the United States of America, and tell us your name, your address, how many you want, and we'll get them out to you. They're free. We're not charging for them. We're even, even picking up the postage for you. So uh, do take advantage of this, because you can pray the prayer, uh, and, you know, over the next... Uh, 50, 49 days leading up to the election. We need to pray, pray, pray. There are so many rosaries out there being prayed now, so many prayers are being prayed. And, you know, I, I, I've directed you to those two websites, um, uh, to Queen of Peace Media, and uh, you could join the 54-day Rosary a Miracle Novena that began... Uh, back on August 15th, and even though you didn't start it on the 15th of August, you can still just jump right on the train and keep and start praying now. Um, and with the intention of staving off violence and impending civil unrest, and this is a special, urgent uh, request by Fathers Tony and Jim Blount from the Society of Our Lady of the Most Holy Trinity. Uh, the first half up through September 10th, uh, the specific intention of those prayers uh, were to stave off violence and impending civil unrest. And now on um, Friday the 11th, they began leading up now to, to the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary uh, to pray for uh, it Thanksgiving, assuming, assuming the miracle and God's intervention. We're going to need that. I mean, all you, all you have to do is watch the news and see what's going on around our country. Horrible violence. Those two um, uh, police officers in Los Angeles just shot at point-blank range in the head, one in the jaw, one in the, in the forehead. Both survived by the grace of God. Uh, but the person who did this horrible thing is just one episode. So many other episodes of violence and civil unrest and, and social unrest it's horrible. This isn't, this isn't what our country is about. Uh, so we can see the evil that is so present. And we beg our Almighty God through the intercession of the, the Blessed Mother under the title of the Immaculate Conception uh, to uh, intercede. And we, we're going to need divine intervention to... Bring our country back to where it needs to be. So all these prayers need to be prayed, and, and I'm encouraging you. So the, the 54-day Rosary Miracle Novena is queenofpeacemedia.com, queenofpeacemedia.com. 
And you can also join the Million Rosary March, uh, and that's the website, millionrosarymarch.com. And you can pledge uh, rosaries. And right now they have 1,377,500 rosaries have been pledged to be prayed uh, for our country. Um, So you can do that. You can go to millionrosarymarch.com and sign up and make a pledge. Pledge a rosary uh, because we need those prayers. Now, speaking of pledges, (laughs) um, you know, Every year uh, in the spring, we have our annual uh, Spring Radiothon. And every year for the past five years when we began this, it's become more and more successful, thanks be to God. Uh, We count on those funds that we raise in the spring to carry us through the summer and fall, in addition to the normal donations that come in. Obviously, this year... We didn't have it. That was in the thick of the height and the height of the, uh, the pandemic. So we did not have our radiothon. So we did not raise that money. So we did not have that money to carry us through the summer and into the fall uh, to the end of the year. Um, and we are falling short. Uh, my uh, bookkeeper, our wonderful Tammy, she told me that we're uh, down about $9,000 a month, that we are falling short. That's not good. Um, So first of all, thanks to all of you who are regularly supporting us and and have not let the pandemic or the uh, financial crisis affect uh, your support. We've not seen uh, that, but we need to make you aware that we do need you and we are going to um, have the Radiothon. We have not yet chosen the dates we were hoping to have it in uh, right around this time or early October, but we can't do that um, because we're still waiting for our new 1260 AM transmitter, and I'm told that will be installed uh, the first week in November. When that uh, brand-new transmitter is installed on 1260 AM, our, signal, our 1260 signal will not only return to normal but be, be even a more powerful signal. So we want to reach as many people as possible, obviously, with this good news, this apostolate and the work that we do here. Uh, But we also want to have full power uh, when we have the Radiothon. So just please pray for us. You know, it's we're all in in this uh, crazy, these crazy times. And as I said, I've I've been so impressed with you, our family of listeners and viewers who have not let your support wane. However, because we didn't have the Radiothon, we have fallen short the past a number of months. So we're hoping to have the Radiothon by, before the end of the year uh, to help us end, end this year. Then we'll hopefully we'll get back to normal with a spring Radiothon uh, in 2021. Just been odd times, you know. <laughs> so just pray for us. And, you know, and any of you who can help us, you know, in a, in a big way, if you've come into maybe some of your own, um, windfall, so to speak, in some manner, and you want to share some of that. You know, we are a 501c3 uh, nonprofit charitable organization, so your gifts are tax deductible. Um, and I know there are some people who watch and listen who are in those economic categories where your advisors, your economic advisors, advise you to make sizable charitable donations before the end of the year. And maybe right now you're trying to decide 
who will be the recipients of that generosity. I'm praying that you or if you know somebody who was in that position who would like to do that and make a, a, a large gift to this apostolate to help us as we get into 2021, um, it would be a, a, a great help to us. Uh, the Lord is still leading me. You know, he, he's opened my heart to, to still many inspirations on what domestic church media needs to be doing. We can't sit just on our four radio stations. Uh, now we've expanded to other uh, media, other means of communications through uh, the mobile apps and, and the YouTube and Facebook and um, Amazon Echo, Google Home, speaker devices, those things. Um, but there's more we need to be doing. Our responsibility is to get out there, to, to provide a venue uh, through which the Holy Spirit can work on uh, even more souls. You know, we talked uh, last week, and we've been talking about on our catechism study, about um, forming consciences uh, and how a well-informed and a well-formed Catholic conscience will make good and right decisions in all areas of life, and especially now in our political situation. Um, and we need to introduce so many people who have never, ever, or have forgotten how to encounter Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. That's why we're here. Domestic church media exists to evangelize. But again, we can't do it on our own. We're, we're totally listener, viewer, benefactor supported. And in order for us to do this work, we do need you. So as I said, the Radiothon wasn't held in spring as normally it is. So we have fallen short over the past number of months. Uh, to the tune of about $9,000 a month that we're, and that's not good. That adds up real quick to significant amounts. And um, we, we need to be here. You know, and think about the fact that we, we have been here, even in the midst of the pandemic, when everything else was shutting down and closing up, uh, that we were here. We never shut down. We were always here for our listeners, our family, to be, to be a, a, a haven of hope, a place where they could come and uh, have some sense of normalcy. So we need you. Now, that brings me to kind of this first little topic here. I said earlier that today, September 15th, is a very special date in the history of domestic church media. It was on this date, the Feast of Our Lady of Sorrows, uh, in the year 2008, that we first went on the air on 1260 a.m., it was a Monday in that year. Actually, we were, we, were, we were hoping to go live for the first time on the 14th, the Feast of the Triumph of the Holy Cross, which was a Sunday. But that year, in 2008, the previous owners, or I should say the, at that time we, we began operating the station on a lease agreement before we purchased it. Um, the owners of the station from whom we were leasing it had a contract with the Trenton Thunder baseball team, and uh, the deal was if the Trenton Thunder uh, team was not in the uh, playoffs, that we could go on the air on the 14th on Sunday. Uh, but because the, there was a playoff game that day, uh, and they were bound, the owners were bound by that contract, we couldn't. But we did come into this room where I am right now in the main studio, which looked nothing like it does now. <laughs> it was pretty run down. But uh, thanks be to God, we had our board of directors here in, the, in this studio 
and Father Tim Byerly, and we set up a, a makeshift altar, and we had uh, the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass celebrated right here in this studio on the 14th of uh, September, 2008, in Thanksgiving. Uh, for uh, Since that then was the eve of our uh, first going live. And then Father Tim uh, went in every nook and cranny of this building with his blessed salt and was exercising the building. <laughs> so that was great. Uh, but it was on September 15th, and I'll never forget it because it was, it was I had to do it. Um, you know, anybody who's familiar with, with our main facility here in Ewing, you know we're back uh, off the, the, the main road uh, behind the trees, behind the woods, uh, on 22 acres of land, and the, the 22 acres, most of which are needed for the towers, the four radio towers we have to have here to get the signal out. Uh, but this building had been vacant for eight years. The owners were using it just as a transmitter site, and that was it, in a storeroom and a junk place. It was awful. It was, it was really a mess. Um, and even a family of raccoons had moved in upstairs into the attic. Uh, but I had to come over here at 4 o'clock in the morning, and it was pitch black, <laughs> and I didn't know what was in this building. Uh, but I thought, Lord, give me the strength and the courage. You know, it was kind of spooky back here. Uh, and I had to go back to the transmitter room. And I think at the time it was maybe uh, EWTN Sports, I'm sorry, e ESPN Sports that were on uh, uh, this station. And I had to unplug that and then plug in our satellite that was bringing on EWTN. And um, I was able to do it. And I remember driving home. It was, it was like 4 o'clock in the morning. I was driving back to my house after I did the switch and put on 1260 a.m., and the rosary was on. And I thought, thank you, Jesus. Here is New Jersey's first major a.m. Catholic radio station. And it was by the grace of God and the extreme and enormous generosity of so many people uh, and, and the, the beautiful and wonderful family that is our board of directors uh, who made so many enormous sacrifices and still do of uh, time, talent, and treasure to keep these broadcasts uh, getting out. And then it was just this one station. It was just 1260 a.m. And it was a, a great thrill for me because it was about a, a two-and-a-half-year process of getting this station on the air. You know, I've told you the stories many times how I used to circle this building outside this building before we even um, owned it or, or leased it. We are in the process of trying to raise the money to get it, but I would go outside and just walk around the building and pray, and I put that uh, a prayer card, a holy card, uh, praying for Archbishop Sheen's beatification that I had touched to his tomb in New York City, placed it outside in between the slats of the vinyl siding and the many miracles that occurred along the way, along this journey, along this path, and still do. I mean, they really do. But those early days, you know, it was, I often think, you know, it, it kind of likened it to, you know, when our Lord was in his three-year public ministry, you know, and he was, he was preaching from town to town and and performing these wonderful miracles and 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 all the, the, the people were just in awe of what Jesus was doing because they're actually seeing it with their eyes. And here we are 2,000 years later, and we still see miracles. 
but not the not with the way the Lord was was um, performing them uh, when He walked this earth. It's a little bit different, and I think okay, in, in the beginning of our work here at the Apostolate, there were just I mean outright obvious miracles being manifested before our very eyes. We still see them, you know, every now and then when we need them especially. Uh, but in those early days, miracle after miracle after miracle. And so this day holds a special place in, in my heart and the hearts of all of us here at Domestic Church Media. Twelve years ago, when we first plugged in the EWTN satellite and began to broadcast these wonderful programs that the network provides and to bring Jesus out into our own little part of the world. And of course, here we are 12 years later, literally going around the world with all the various means of technology that we use. But how important it has been. And I, I remember receiving so many wonderful letters, and I still do. I just, in fact, I was, I was looking through the mail today that we I went to the post office and a couple of beautiful little notes. Just thank you so very much for what you do. It means so much to me. And that just touches our hearts. It just puts it in perspective for us why we are here and what God is doing and continues to do through this work. And as I said, when we went on the air September 15th, 2008, for the first time, that was about a a two-and-a-half-year process leading up to that. And with a lot of of, uh, discouragement along the way, a lot of pitfalls along the way. A lot of things that were happening that I was thinking, okay, well, why, Lord? Why, why? You know, it, it was not a, it was not smooth sailing. There were a lot of rough spots along the way. But I'll never forget that drive home that morning, early morning, still dark out, after I plugged in the EWTN satellite and began listening and put my car radio on and heard the rosary being prayed. And I thought, how wonderful is this that so many people now in their drive to work, to school, can, can pray the rosary and we can just raise up these prayers and we can bring Jesus to so many more people. And, of course, since then we've, we, we've added four, three stations uh, and now cover, you know, from Lewes, Delaware, all the way up to northern Hunterdon County, New Jersey, over to the shore, up into uh, central uh, Bucks County. And, and when our new 1260 AM transmitter come, is installed in the first week in, in uh, November, uh, it's not going to expand our signal beyond where we're supposed to be, but it will strengthen the signal within that footprint. So where before you may have been getting static, and you are getting static now on some of these areas with 1260 because we're running on a backup transmitter, that you're going to hear a powerful signal, and so many more people can encounter Christ. That's why we are here. That's why we do what we do. That's why we need you to continue to help us. We're going to do the best we can to stay on the cutting edge of technology so that we use all the means available to us. And through our affiliation with EWTN uh, and uh, you know my personal encounters with Mother Angelica uh, a, few, a couple times and, 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 and her continued inspiration even to this day, sometimes I feel Mother's presence in this building. I feel the presence of Archbishop Sheen. And of course, we have the real, true, substantial presence of Jesus Christ right here in our building with us in the tabernacle. It gets no better than that, I tell you that. And that's been, for me, a constant source of encouragement and inspiration and understanding that God wants this apostolate. Because not only did he 
make himself spiritually present to us here in this work. But on that uh, seven years ago, so over seven and a half years ago, he made himself really, truly, substantially present to us here in this building in the Blessed Sacrament. So all of this, my friends, again, I, I thank you because you continue to sustain us, support us by your prayers, by your sacrifices. Uh, and uh, th- I thank you for being a part of our family. Uh, on this day, we thank our triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We thank Our Lady, especially under the title of Our Lady of Sorrows. Uh, we thank good St. Joseph for protecting us in so many ways. And we are here and will be here for as long as the Lord asks us to be here to bring the good news of Jesus Christ out into the world, to help form those consciences that need to be well-formed now, uh, especially in all that the, the world is, is doing to distract us, to divert us, to uh, lure us away from truth into darkness, lure us away from light into that darkness. We have to be here. We have to continue to be here. So thank you all for what you do to support us and to keep us on the air, on this, the 12th anniversary of the first day of broadcasting of Catholic Radio on 1260 AM uh, on your dial in Trenton and the surrounding areas. A great day, a great day for us here at Domestic Church Media and a great day for the people of God who that day had an opportunity and have had an opportunity since then to hear the Word of God proclaimed, hear the beauty of our Catholic faith Proclaimed and to share that joy of the gospel with you each and every day, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let me take a break. I'll be back in just a bit. Don't go away. There's more to come on Come to Me. People think that street evangelization involves yelling out of a bullhorn, telling people that they're going to hell. Not so with St. Paul's Street Evangelization. Our methods are non-confrontational and effective. We simply offer information on the Catholic faith, along with rosaries, miraculous medals, and prayer. Pope Francis wrote about how beautiful it is to see street preachers joyfully bringing Jesus to every corner of the earth. Street evangelization is fun and fruitful. Join us today at streetevangelization.com. Want to work a virtual miracle for your church or charity? Here's something so brilliant yet so simple and meaningful, you have to check it out. It's an internet site called GoodShop.com. GoodShop.com has created a way that lets you support any charity of your choice, and it costs you nothing. The good news is 700 of the largest internet retailers, stores you already visit online, have teamed up with GoodShop.com to give back a percentage of every purchase you make to your favorite cause. Before you buy anything online, go 
to goodshop.com, select the charity you care about most, and then click over to your favorite store. Shop as you normally would, pay nothing extra, and a donation will be made to your favorite charity. It's that easy. Visit goodshop.com today and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity, and a portion of your internet purchase will be donated to Domestic Church Media and enable us to continue to bring you outstanding Catholic radio. That's goodshop.com and designate Domestic Church Media as your favorite charity. Goodshop.com. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Peace be to you. What is prayer? Well, the best definition of prayer is that it is a lifting of the mind and the heart to God. To make it more simple, prayer is a dialogue. Man breaks silence in two ways. A dialogue with his fellow man and a dialogue with God. My dialogue with a fellow man is a proof that he is a person and so am I. The same is implied in a dialogue with God. And both of these dialogues are fulfilled in the two commandments, love God and love neighbor. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Here is Mother Angelica speaking about Catholic Radio. There's six billion people, and we've got to reach them all. It's people like you, radio stations like your own. And I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic radio. We need Catholic television. And if we don't have it, we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. We're bound by that. Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media? P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. From Fallsington to Fort Monmouth. Little Silver to Lower Makefield. Rumson to Roebling. Washington Crossing to West Long Branch. Eatontown to Englishtown. Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. Well, welcome back on this lovely, lovely day. You know, I, I was yesterday and today outside. It looks like is it getting overcast? Is it going to rain? No, the forecast doesn't call for rain, and I'm understanding it that what we're seeing is unfortunately smoke from those devastating West Coast forest fires. The smoke is about twenty thousand feet in the air. But you see, I, last night I was I was uh, hoping to see a nice sunset, and the sun just disappeared. <laughs> just didn't. There was nothing. Just a little, you know. Orb that went behind the smoke, and because that was the end of it, so um, horrible, you know. But that, I guess, the way the the winds are blowing, we're we're getting. Uh, if it looks a little, little, a little hazy or overcast, that's what it is. It's smoke from the fires on the west coast, the forest fires. Um, we got to pray all that away too. What what more? What more can we be putting up with? But you know, I remember one time Mother Angelica. Uh, on one of her programs, of course, we're talking 25, 30 years ago. 
And I don't know, I don't, I don't know what storms they were. There were two hurricanes that were sitting off the east coast or the east coast of the United States. Um, and mother began to, on her program, began to reflect, and she was saying, nature is rebelling against man's sin. There was so much sin in the world that, that nature was rebelling against that. Uh, but I do believe those storms were staved off. They, they never hit the East Coast through a lot of prayer. Um, so it shows you the power of prayer. But here we are, you know, 25, 30 years later, and life has gotten worse. That horrible uh, program that uh, Netflix is putting on called Cuties, about 11-year-old girls that sexualizes these, these young girls. That's horrible. I didn't see the program, just what I've read and the, the pictures that I saw. And, um, you know, as I said, you know, the violence and, and the social unrest, the civil unrest. Um, it just is, I don't know. That's why I say, you know, there's, a, there's so much evil uh, in the world, and we're seeing it now manifesting itself in our own, our own land. Um, You've got to pray it away. And, you know, Our Lady, the devil flees. <laughs> the devil, just the, just hearing her name, he cowers and flees. So all these rosaries that are being prayed, all the invocations, all the prayer we're praying here, we've got to keep doing that and encouraging others to do the same. Now, um, Cardinal Robert Sarah, or Sarah, if you can pronounce either way, I've heard it pronounced both ways, who's the prefect for the Vatican's dicastery for the liturgy and sacraments, sent a letter to bishops around the world uh, yesterday urging a return to Mass with proper safety protocols observed amid the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so he's not saying, you know, but he's saying, get back to Mass. And, uh, and basically he said, let us retur- return to the Eucharist with joy. And this is a, a letter on celebrating the uh, liturgy during and after the pandemic. I can't read the whole letter to you, but I wanted to share a a section of it. I'm just scrolling down here to find it. Um, He wrote that, aware that God God never abandons the humanity he has created and that even the hardest trials can bear fruits of grace— We have accepted our distance from the Lord's altar at a time of Eucharistic fasting, useful for us to rediscover its vital importance, beauty, and immeasurable preciousness. As soon as is possible, however, the Cardinal writes, we must return to the Eucharist with a purified heart, with a renewed amazement, with an increased desire to meet the Lord, to be with him, to receive him, and to bring him to our brothers and sisters with the witness of a life full of faith, love, and hope. And I think many of us feel that. You know, we've been very blessed through technology, especially at the height of the pandemic when the churches were closed and no public masses were being heard, that we were still able at least to virtually tune in and participate that way. Uh, and some, perhaps, still do that because the dispensation here in, in, in our surrounding diocese in New Jersey and Pennsylvania uh, has not been uh, lifted, so you know it's not under pain of a mortal sin that you miss Mass. There is a dispensation granted by the local ordinaries. Um, and so people in the more vulnerable uh, 
categories, the elderly, the sick, and who have underlying conditions, uh, are staying away from those types of public gatherings. Understandable. Others, you know, who want to take advantage of the opportunity. Granted, we have to wear the mask. There's no choirs. There's, you know, things are different. Um, now, I've seen it, um, especially when it comes to communion. Now, when I go with Cheryl up to St. Magdalene's up in Flemington, which is the Diocese of Metuchen, uh, the faithful receive communion at the end of Mass. Um, I know in Philadelphia Archdiocese, it, communion is at the, where it normally is in the course of the liturgy. Um, I'm, I'm not sure, you know, believe it or not, I've not been to a, a, a Sunday liturgy in the Diocese of Trenton uh, during this time. I've been going up to Flemington, uh, but um, I'm not sure what, what it, but so, the, the, you know, it's different. But the bottom line is we still can receive. And Cardinal Sarah said that, you know, we, we should because, if at all possible, because this is, this is our, the source and summit of who we are, right? Um, he writes, this time of deprivation gives us the grace to understand the heart of our brothers and sisters. Um, the martyrs uh, of... Apenier, I guess it's pronounced, who answered their judges with serene determination despite a sure death sentence. Um, the absolute verb, oh, then he's a Latin quote, sine dominico non possimus. Uh, the absolute verb non possimus, we cannot, and the significance of the neuter non dominicum, uh, this which is the Lord's, cannot be translated with a single word. A very brief expression sums up a great wealth of nuances and meanings that are offered to our mediation today. Cardinal writes, we cannot live, be Christians, fully realizing our humanity and the desires for good and happiness that dwell in our hearts without the word of the Lord, which in the celebration of the liturgy takes shape and becomes a living word spoken by God for those who today open their hearts to listen. We need the word of God. We cannot live or be Christians, he writes, fully realizing our own humanity and our desires for good and happiness without this word of God. And we get that in liturgy, you know, and sadly, I think we, we t sometimes take this all too much for granted. You know, we go to mass and the lector will go up and read the word and we allow our minds to wander to other things. We find ourselves being distracted one way or another. But this is our lifeblood, God's word. And then the cardinal says, we cannot live as Christians without participating in the sacrifice of the cross in which the Lord Jesus gives himself unreservedly to save by his death humanity which had died because of sin. The Redeemer associates humanity with himself and leads it back to the Father. In the embrace of the crucified one, all human suffering finds light and comfort. Because, you know, at the holy sacrifice of the Mass, we are at the representation of the one sacrifice the one sacrifice represented to us at that time at every mass. It's not a re, it's not a, a uh, you know, a, 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 an additional sacrifice or you know, a, or a reenactment. It's the sacrifice of the cross presented to us, represented to us at that time. It's it's obviously uh, difficult for our, our limited human understanding. 
that that's exactly what it is. Christ isn't being crucified over and over again. There was one sacrifice for all, and that is represented to us at the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, and we need to participate in that. Uh, The Cardinal says, We cannot be without the banquet of the Eucharist, the table of the Lord to which we are invited as sons and daughters, brothers and sisters, to receive the risen Christ himself, present in body, blood, soul, and divinity, in that bread of heaven which sustains us in the joys and labors of this earthly pilgrimage. A lot of what we're seeing today, I I believe, because so many of us Catholics, um, for, again, understandable reasons, have not received the Eucharist, but now that Masses are being heard again, even daily Masses, if at all possible, we should get there. We should go and receive because we cannot live, the Cardinal writes, without this banquet, the table of the Lord, to receive our Lord, the risen Christ, body, blood, soul, and divinity, the bread of heaven that sustains us in our joys and labors on this earthly pilgrimage, food for this journey, as Sister Ann Shields says. But sometimes we become a little lackadaisical, maybe have have become that way in the past six months. You know, when all these uh, things started to happen and everything began to be shut down you know, back in, in uh, mid-March, and no more masses and churches were closed and we couldn't receive. We had to make, and still in many cases, have to make spiritual communions. But the actual body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, the bread of heaven that sustains us, is, is so important for each and every one of us. The Cardinal writes, We cannot be without the Christian community, the family of the Lord. We need to meet our brothers and sisters who share the sonship of God, the fraternity of Christ, the vocation and the search for holiness and the salvation of their souls in the rich diversity of ages, personal histories, charisms, and vocations. How many of you listening or watching, you know, don't go to your Bible studies anymore, don't go to your prayer groups, don't go to your uh, organizations that you had at, at the parish, you know, and even, even I guess, CCD and prep class, CCD classes that, that may be even being done virtually. And, but the Cardinal says we cannot be without this community, our family. Will it ever get back to that? Well, my goodness, we hope so. No, we hope that it does sooner than later. You hear all the predictions about the vaccine and the therapeutics and uh, the discoveries. You know, some people saying nothing will get back to normal till 2022. Some people say, you know, once the vaccine comes, everything will get back to normal. We were saying the other day, we, uh, I say we, Cheryl and I and our, our son and daughter-in-law and our two <laughs> beautiful little grandchildren, Charlotte and Jack, we, they came here Saturday. It was a beautiful day Saturday, and they came here to the radio station. We have a beautiful, large parking lot outside, and uh, masks were on, and we were socially distancing, um, spending time together, and uh, saying, wouldn't it be nice if there was like a 10-minute COVID test you could take? <laughs> you, know, so you, you could test yourself. Oh, I don't have it. And your other family doesn't have it. Okay, we can spend this day together. We we can even hug 
You know, we can even embrace. You know, nothing, nothing. I think you know, with a great, great trial for Cheryl and me, and I'm sure for all of you grandparents out there, is the separation. I'd loved, you know, we had our. I said they were here. They just want to just want to grab them, hold them, sit them on your lap, and talk to them, and kiss them, and hug them, <laughs> and and you can't, you know. That that sense of of true family. Uh, we need that. We need that. And then Cardinal uh, Sarah said, "We cannot live without the house of the Lord. <clears throat> excuse me, which is our home, without the holy places where we were born to faith, where we discovered the provident presence of the Lord and discovered the merciful embrace that lifts up those who have fallen, where we consecrated our vocation to marriage or religious life, where we prayed and gave thanks, rejoiced and wept, where we entrusted to the Father our loved ones who had completed their earthly pilgrimage, our church buildings." We can't live without them. And, you know, maybe all of this, these restrictions are making us appreciate more how much we really do. Maybe we didn't know how much we appreciated the, the building itself and, and opportunities to congregate there. But we can't live without that, Cardinal Sarah said. <clears throat> we cannot live without the Lord's day, without Sunday, he says which gives light and meaning to the succession of days of work and to the family and social responsibilities. And, you know, our Holy Father, St. Pope John Paul II, wrote that uh, beautiful um, apostolic letter, Dies Domini, uh, many, many years ago, on keeping holy the Lord's day. If you never read that, you can get it on the Vatican website. Read it right off the website. Dies Domini, on keeping holy the Lord's day by St. Pope John Paul II a beautiful writing on just that, keeping holy the Lord's Day, Sunday. And now, with people not even having to go to Mass on Sunday, what's happening to that day? Not even intentionally. It's just morphing into that. It's just another day. So we have to make every effort, even if we don't go physically go to Mass on Sundays because we don't have to. The dispensation is still in place for whatever reason. You know, if we feel, you know, we're not comfortable and and we're, as I said, in those vulnerable categories or doctor recommended, you know, don't go. Maybe you're on particular medication or you've had certain conditions that you're more vulnerable and you're, don't go, fine. But at least take the time to participate in the Mass virtually. And I mean participate. I don't mean sitting there with this... (laughs) On, on your coffee table while you're having a cup of coffee and a bagel on a Sunday morning watching Mass. It's not a television show. Enter into it and be part of it. I, I, I personally have a problem if I'm I don't watching one of those Masses with all the little happy faces and smiley faces and comments going up regularly. Well, wait a minute. It's Mass. Stop doing that. You shouldn't be writing comments. You shouldn't be putting up happy faces and smiley faces. <laughs> Just participate as if you were there, virtually there. You're there. But if we start even letting that um, be eliminated from our, our, our normal Sunday, Sunday will become less and less Sunday and just an extension of Saturday. We still are required by the a third commandment to keep holy the Lord's day. No pandemic wiped that out. That third commandment still stands. 
So make Sunday a day different than all the other days. It was always a good start, wasn't it, when we would get up and go to Mass on a Sunday morning. And things were different from that moment on. I know growing up in my home, you know, and those were the days where pretty much if you worked, it was a 9 to 5 Monday through Friday. That was it. And there was no work uh, unless you were in, you know, special uh, public services and things in hospitals. But the normal uh, employment was a Monday through Friday 9 to 5-er. You know, that's, that was your work day and week. And then when that ended on Friday, there were no emails at home and no texting at home and no no uh, mobile offices, you know, no work from home. None of that happened. So you had Saturday to get your chores done, to do things around the house, whatever. And then you had Sunday, which was the day of days, you know, when everything was different. In my house, we, you know, we'd have our big dinner at mid-afternoon. We'd have uh, company or we'd go somewhere or we'd... I remember, I remember sometimes when I was young, very young, in the 1960s even, uh, where my father would say, let's go for a ride. And we'd all get in the car and we'd just go for a ride, you know, and without even any destination in mind. Just go for a ride. It was different. And, and you know, in, in my, again, in my home, my, 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 my Sundays growing up, I think I, I still smell the, the, the tomato sauce and the meatballs and the sausages cooking. On a Sunday, and that that was, you know, whether we wanted to to say it, it, it was part of our our religious experience. Really, it was it was it was because it was so special a day. And now, if people aren't going to mass even or even watching the mass, and had that's been eliminated, the day becomes nothing more than just another day. So we're still obligated by the third commandment to keep holy that day. And Cardinal Sarah said we cannot be without that day because Sunday gives light and meaning to the succession of days to work and family and social responsibilities. So these are the things that Cardinal Sarah wrote in this letter about the importance of these things on our Sundays. Where, again... I'm just going to scrolling back here. First of all, just being Christians and embracing the Word of God, participating in the sacrifice of the cross at Mass, receiving the Eucharist, being part of our Christian community, going to the house of the Lord, our church building, and then keeping holy the Lord's day. This letter reminding us we can't be without these things. We can't be Christians without these things. We can't live in this world with these, these such important parts of our Christian life. And yes, the pandemic has changed everything. And it's prevented a lot of this and disrupted a lot of this. But we have to do whatever we can, whatever whatever's possible, to get back to that. Now, churches are open. Masses are being heard. Uh, and if you can, again, we're not saying you have to because the dispensation is still in place for those people who aren't comfortable or who are in those categories where it is uh, very uh, dangerous for them to be in. 
social situations like that or taking the chances. But if you're going and shopping at Walmart during the week and you're standing online or, or you're going, you know, to other places like that and then saying, well, I can't go to mass because I don't want to be, well, wait a minute. <laughs> if you're shopping at Walmart, standing in line at Walmart, you could be at mass even though there is a dispensation. If you can, you should. We need it. and We need to get back to that. We need our faith. We need to live our faith. And these are, again, this, the, the Eucharist, the Word of God, the community, the building itself, and keeping holy uh, the Lord's Day are imperative and integral to our Christian life and the Eucharist, especially the Eucharist. So you can probably look that up. If you know, I'm getting it from the Catholic News Agency. The whole letter is there. I didn't read the whole letter, obviously. Uh, but you can check it out, Cardinal Robert Sarah, um, his letter to bishops on the importance of the Eucharist, especially during this pandemic time and uh, post-pandemic time, where we're going to get back to it and the importance of it and the need for it. So check it out. Now tomorrow, unfortunately, I can't be here, so I'll have to put a repeat on, but I'll be back on Thursday, God willing, and then Cheryl and I will be here on Friday as usual with Friday Live. So again, my brothers and sisters, I want to thank you all. Thank you to Jesus today, especially on this 15th of September, which is the 12th anniversary of the launching of 1260 AM here in Trenton. So thank you for that, and thank you for supporting us. Uh, have a great rest of your day. Uh, my name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you. Me.